0: Mondays at 6 p.m., lock in your radio dial for Bring It On, a locally produced public affairs program serving the African-American community. I'm Jim Sims.
1: And I'm Beverly Calendar Anderson. Bring It On is Indiana's only dedicated radio forum celebrating the rich and vibrant culture of black people in Bloomington and beyond. It's a positive and uplifting program.
0: But at the same time, we're not afraid to talk about race and racial stereotypes and challenge all the lines that divide us. If you want to bring down walls, you gotta swing a hammer.
1: So join us for Bring It On, exploring African-American culture every Monday at 6 p.m.
0: Here on Community Radio WFHB.
2: I'm Roberta Radovich, and welcome to Bring It On, a multiple award-winning show celebrating 12 years as Indiana's only weekly community radio show committed to exploring the people, issues, and events impacting the African-American community.
3: And hello, I'm Cornelius Wright, and we'll also give you an opportunity to support WFHB during its Fall Fun Drive, and also give you the real scoop on what's going on in the African-American world of news and events. in the next hour here on bring it on
2: but first mike davis jr he's an assistant coach at texas southern university he previously played at the university of alabama indiana university bloomington north high school and bridgeton maine academy he led north in scoring 15 and a half points per game while averaging seven rebounds selected to the all-conference team in 2002 and 2013 He's, he was teammates with Sean May and Jared Jeffries as a freshman that year North was state runner-up he shares school record he shares a school record for three-pointers in a game with seven averaged 10 points per contest at Brigton in 2003 and 14
3: The name should sound familiar because he comes from good stock. His father is Mike Davis Sr., who's a college basketball coach, currently the head coach at Texas Southern University. He's previously been head men's coach of the University of Alabama at Birmingham Blazers and, of course, at Indiana University Bloomington.
2: Mike Jr. joins us by phone this evening. He's here to talk about his transition from collegiate athlete to assistant basketball coach. Mike, welcome to Bring It On.
3: Welcome, Mike. How you doing? Doing great. How about yourself? I can't complain at all. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. And for our listeners who may not remember you, and I'm sure that's not many. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about your background, about your time here in Bloomington, and just some of your college ba- or just your background, basketball background in general?
4: Okay. Well, um, I moved to Bloomington with my father in the seventh grade. Um, he was an assistant coach at University of Alabama before then. And I guess him and Pat Knight had a relationship while he was coaching in the CBA. So when my dad got an opportunity to come to Indiana, he wanted me to come with him because I just began to start playing basketball seriously because, you know, in the South, it's all football. So I was really a football player. And um, I came to Bloomington with my dad and um, played for Coach Body at Tri-North, attended North, um... Went to the Perry Meridian my sophomore year, and then my dad got the um, the interim job, interim head job, so we moved back to Bloomington, and I just finished out saying Bloomington North.
3: Which are some times I remember because you graduated with my son Matthew.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mike, tell us a little bit, um, tell our listeners a little bit about what it was like growing up in uh, Bloomington at that time.
4: Well, I was simple. I mean, I didn't need much. I love basketball. So uh, that's where all my time was spent. But my father, I was supposed to, I convinced my mother, because she had custody, and I convinced my mother to let. Uh, allow me to move with my dad so I can really train with him for basketball. But working for Coach Knight, I really never got that opportunity because he would be gone before school started. You had to be Coach Knight in the office. There was no, you know, be there A You had to be beat him there. and You couldn't leave until after Coach Knight left. So my dad would be gone before I got to school, and he would be getting home around 11-ish or 12, you know, because you, you can't leave the office until Coach Knight is gone. So I wasn't able to get the individual training. But being in Indiana, I mean, there's so many people knowledgeable about the game, you know, teach things for how to get around screens and the cuts and sharing the ball. I became a great, uh, really good basketball player IQ-wise, you know. So that's what's making me a good coach today was actually being in Indiana.
5: Hmm.
3: You you know, it's interesting. A lot of times when people see the the son of a coach, they think that he's got all of this intricate knowledge from, you know, being around their dad all the time. So that's really an interesting perspective on how you really didn't get that time with your dad during that time. Now that you're in coaching, how is it different? How are the players different today from when you played? And what are the different things that they might have to go through now that you didn't have to go through then?
4: Well, I think one of the biggest differences is they have more distractions now. You know, with the social media, with Instagram and Twitter, it's like they're always trying to stay in touch with things that doesn't really surround what's best for them for their game. You know, they have all this information out here. And I don't think they are taking advantage of it from a basketball standpoint since we're talking about basketball, you know. I mean, it's just it's so different. A lot of them don't listen. A lot of them just refuse to listen. And I didn't get a lot of that in Indiana. Like, I would never, like, disrespect my coach. You know, that's like a no-no. I would never, like, talk back or build a ball while he's shooting or think I know more than him and try to correct him. But these guys, I guess they have more nerve today. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> you know the, that's just something I would never do.
2: So, how do you how do you think that that impacts the life of a student athlete when the attitude changes a little bit? You're dealing with a different kind of student now.
4: Yeah, well, the students I deal with at Texas Southern, we deal with eligibility. They're just really just trying to do enough to keep their grades high enough so they can stay on the court. I know at different institutions, depending on where you're at, you know, a lot of guys, you have more serious student athletes taking more serious majors. But at my program down here at Division One, we're, we're low D1. We're mostly like a second-chance school for guys mm-hmm. that, like, have the talent and ability just for one reason or another. They got kicked off of teams for either behavior or, you know, just being late to stuff or not wanting to, you know, conduct themselves the way a student athlete should because you have more eyes on you.
3: You know, that's interesting. Uh, through your journeys, you've been blessed to have played at a, at, at a lot of different uh, divisions, I've seen a lot of different basketball around the country. Mm-hmm. Is basketball just basketball? Is there a serious difference around the country of how basketball is played? Uh, and if so, what are some of the differences?
4: The biggest difference is the culture. Is the culture. I mean, when I first moved to Indiana, everybody was talking about this movie, Hoosiers. You know, I'm I'm 12 <laughs> years old. And when I first watched it, I thought it was probably one of the worst basketball films that I've seen personally. It took me a while to understand that you got these guys here. Because I'm, I'm looking at it like nobody's crossing over. They're not athletic. You know, they're not. You know, I, I didn't see one dunk the whole movie. You know, and I'm like, you know, that's what coming from Alabama, if you're fast, you can dunk and all that. That makes you good. If you can cross the body over. That means you're good. Indiana, if you win, that makes you good. Mm. You know, and and winning is first. So, that's the culture that you're born into. And knowing that you play basketball the right way, that you can beat anybody. You know, so so that's the biggest thing. Now, here you have to convince guys to play with each other. You mm. know, I remember when I was in high school, there was a kid named George Hill. And I think he averaged 37 points a game. And I think the highest offer he had was IUPUI because his team was awful. You know, like his team was really bad. They weren't winning in games and I mean, just because you average thirty, if you're not winning a lot of a lot of a lot of time major teams weren't taking you serious back when I was in high school. I mean, you could average thirteen or fifteen points and be player of the year, you know.
3: And, and that's a really interesting point. When you look at George fortunately for him, he was good enough to still be playing in the NBA, but you see players from uh you from institutions like Kentucky or Duke who are Michael Jordan? I guess is a perfect example who didn't average a lot of points. Shouldn't that be pretty relatively easy when you see that and they see how Kentucky puts it together to let them know that playing together is the essence and the key? I mean,
4: yes, yeah, exactly. That's the way it should be. But you just have so so much misinformation out there because I'm sure as parents, the first thing they ask, or friends, the first thing they ask you after a game is how many points did you score? You know, and you hear that so often and so much that now I'm thinking that scoring points makes you a good basketball player. I know that's how I felt when I first moved to Indiana. I know I had to get 20. Or, if I got 20 points, I mean I was good. Not that if I blocked out or if I sprinted the court hard, if I shared the ball, if I made the right passes, I was in myself. I was gonna rebound, of course, because I was stronger. But I was just saying, like, if I didn't get 20, I mean I had a bad game. But my dad had to tell me you know, that, no, that doesn't mean you have a bad game. And we, we we really didn't have that many conversations because, you know, he really was really extra busy working under Coach Knight, and it didn't get any easier than that once he got the head coaching job. You know, there was plenty of nights he slept at the office. So I missed a lot of a lot of those talks, but I just had to try to pick it up from seeing other people because I wanted to be good. So in this culture here, being good was doing this and winning.
2: <clears throat> Mike, talk to us a little bit about the difference between, you know, a, a historically white college like IU and coaching at an HBCU. Is that there's some nuances there?
4: It's a lot of professionalism is different. Mm-hmm. Professionalism is different. It's more like relaxed here. You know, it's more um, more of just a family environment here. I'm glad I got to see the other side. You know, I'm glad I got to see Indiana, the way people, you know, work. And, you know, just because it will be tough. It would be tough if this was my first job. And then I had to try to go to an Indiana
5: mm.
4: because I would never know how I should conduct myself or certain ways you should behave, certain ways, you know, that you can get away with here. But it's just not the real world because the standards are higher. You know, the standards for everything is a lot higher there you know, speaking engagements that you have to go to. You know, it's a lot of things that that's required at that level. It's not required here. You know, but I, I'm so, like you said, I'm so blessed to have been around Indiana, UAB, the high majors, the mid-majors, and just see how everyone behaves. Because I, the biggest difference here is you need more than talent to be at a high major.
3: So, you know, and we've got a minute before we have a little break here. What advice to youngsters and or parents who aspire to play college ball. And when I say youngster, I'm talking about the junior high age even before they get to high school.
4: Mm -hmm. Well, my biggest biggest advice would be to spend a lot of time on it. You know, there's people out here that's working 9 to 5 doing things that they don't want to do just to make a paycheck. So if they could spend eight hours on that, you can surely spend eight hours a day on your dream. You know, and there's plenty of information out there. And for parents to please, you know, good hands when it comes to the coach and just trust them because at the end of the day they have to listen to the guys that they're playing for
3: all right we'll for our listening audience we're talking with mike davis jr who is the assistant basketball coach at texas southern university and we're about to go into a break right here but we'll be back soon
6: well welcome to Play central and if you've just joined us it's cornelius our anchor one of our co-anchors for this evening has just announced, we're talking to Mike Davis Jr. And of course, a very familiar name in uh, Southern Indiana, especially at uh, IU. Uh, His father, former head coach at Indiana University. Mike uh, seemingly may be following in his dad's steps as uh, assistant coach now under his father at Texas Southern University. When you tune in to bring it on, um, and by the way, we are a multiple award-winning show Uh, We're a one-hour weekly public affairs program. We seek to explore those uh, issues and events that affect African-American communities beginning here in South Central Indiana. And uh, one of my sort of co-anchor buddies is in there, Roberta Radovich, and she's going to join in in a second. But one of the things that we seek to do is just facilitate open and constructive dialogue among the people in South Central Indiana. And when you tune in every Monday, you'll hear a variety of guests. Uh, we have been fortunate over the 12, now going into the 13th year of programming, to have an exciting group or an exciting list of individuals to talk with us. Just a few right here. Uh, we've had Tavis Smiley, Tony Dungy. Uh, we've had Angela Brown, Floyd Keith, and Joel the Black Eagle. Madison has been a, a guest on our show. And one of the things that we need you to do right now is to pick up your phone and dial 812-323-1200 and pledge to WFHB to support not only Bringing On but the other programs that are airing uh, on this station. Roberta, you wanna chime in?
2: Thank you, we wanted to uh, acknowledge our Michaels Uptown Cafe, Lauren Wood Builders, and a huge thank you and shout out to Rush Hour Station for lunch today.
6: Roberta is one of our up and coming uh, worldwide popular co-anchors and uh, she'll be snatched one day by the big, uh, by one of the big networks. And it's been a delight to have her come and join us. And we, we have individuals from the community. Um, She'll tell you, she'll be the first to say, I've not had any formal training doing this, but she has a desire and passion to get on and to bring you uh, interesting comments and insight. And uh, she came in both feet running and just Producing and just providing her expertise on a lot of, lot of issues. And we've had difficult conversations on the air uh, pertaining to just race relations in America in a very tense time in our country. And she's been one of the sort of subject experts that we've been able to turn to. And because of that, uh, we ask you to help continue uh, this progression of evolution of bringing on by picking up the phone. Once again, 812 323 I will say this about Roberta. She believes so much in what she's doing. She made her own gift today. And I'm appealing to all those who are listening in to pick up the phone and call and support your community radio station. Um, I don't know if uh, Cornelius is there, if he has a word or two to chime in on.
3: Well, you know, we're at a time right now where the media is under attack. And we're really blessed here in the community to have a station like WFHB that lets the community come in, get involved in. Tell their story. Tell the stories of how they feel about what's going on in, in not only in our community, but around the country and the world. So I definitely pledge, take advantage of the situation to uh, help us help ourselves. So I want to thank all the listeners that listen to WFHB, and it's been a pleasure for 12 years.
6: You know, we mentioned that we're a multiple award-winning program, and several of the awards that we've won thus far have uh, been because we've touched on some really riveting issues in the community from um court cases of what is perceived and has been tried in the court system as excessive police brutality uh, when confronting the public. Uh, we have had conversations on the Gena 6 uh, situation. Uh, many not may not remember that, but the Gena 6 uh, sort of uh, tense conflict that occurred years ago. We've talked about incarceration rates for black males. Uh, we've had uh, two noted authors come on to talk and debate about just some topics related to incarceration rates. We've talked to ex-gang members and actually had a conversation with an ex-skin head who's converted now. Uh, we've talked about the atrocities and genocides in Africa, and, and we're not afraid to touch issues here I'm bringing on. But we need you to empower us at this time. We know uh, you're probably sitting down to dinner and you're listening in, and we'd like for you to take that next step. Pick up the phone, smile and dial 812-323-1200 and pledge to bring it on. Well, we're about to head back now to our conversation with Mike Davis, Jr. Again, he joins us as the assistant coach at Texas Southern University. And we'll sort of pick up in that conversation at this time. Uh, Cornelius, Roberta, back to you.
2: Mike, thanks for joining us again.
4: No problem.
3: You know, it's almost that time. We've got a couple of weeks and basketball season is about to start. I know you're busy. Very busy. I really appreciate you taking the time for with practice starting. How's your team looking this year? What's the outlook in the country? And uh let's let, let's get Mike's early forecast for the <laughs> final four. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like putting you on the spot, huh? <laughs> well, uh, I'll
4: start with how we look first. With um we're just trying to get everybody in shape. That's another big difference here. I mean you get your whole team really comes into school out of shape you know so we're trying to get them in shape and we have some talent you know talent never really been an issue we have enough talent to compete with the bigger schools but it's just all the little things that we got to get down and the teaching part of them so well we, we should we should have a good year i'm thinking we should win our league again for the sixth consecutive year and i'm hoping we can knock off
5: some of these big schools
3: well, I know a couple years ago you you knocked off Michigan State, which was one of the biggest wins down there and uh is there anyone on the schedule this year that you're looking forward to playing and uh hopefully upsetting?
4: Oh hopefully all of them <laughs> 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 well, any of the big
3: schools on the schedule that 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 you know we might not know about
4: um, well, we do play Ohio State, you know I think that's that'll be a great opportunity because um they had a down year you come in with a new coach, you know he might have. He might, you know, take time for him to implement his system with new guys and then get used to him. We played Gonzaga. That's our opening game. They lost a lot of people from the Final Four team last year, so they're reloading. So um, we play Syracuse. We're playing a lot of good named schools that I think might be down from from a historical standpoint, you know, from a talent standpoint that they used to have, and and hopefully we can catch them not taking us serious that we can get
3: them. Well, you know, one thing that's really interesting, and I commend your dad very much for it, uh, he's not afraid to play anybody anywhere at any time. And there's a lot of smaller schools that that really don't take advantage of that. Um, You mentioned how the players come in a little bit out of shape, but you always seem to be there in the end. So how do you do that? Because, I mean, that's in this day and age, that's difficult.
4: I mean, I think that's so key for us for two reasons for one everybody thinks they're going to be a professional NBA player. Mm-hmm. So we're like okay, we're going to give you guys a professional sorta of professional non conference So we're going to play some games back to back days. We're going to play in Kansas this day and turn right around and play, you know, Syracuse the next day cuz that's what pros do. They have back to back. You know, and then it gives us a measuring stick. We don't want to have early success. You know, we don't have we don't want to trick ourselves into thinking we're really accomplished something by playing a lesser opponent. We want to be able to – we have we have Gonzaga, Washington State, Kansas, Syracuse, Ohio State, Simpson. Um, pretty much I think the only teams that are not high major on our schedule is Toledo, Oakland, and there's one more. But we do that because by the time we get to conference, we can say we've seen everything. We've seen everything that college basketball has to offer, and this is the type of team that we're going to have to see once we make the NCAA tournament, if we're fortunate enough to win our league, so we can't we can't get confused. about, okay, now we're winning these. we winning our conference games. Now we got to know the monster and dragon that we face after we do win these games. And also gives the kids great experiences to be able to travel around the whole country and go to different arenas.
2: Well, Mike, you know I know absolutely nothing about basketball, so this is it's it's fun to talk to the talk to you today and and learn a little bit more and get a little more insight about you and your dad's legacy here in Bloomington. But I hear that you played uh, with a point a point guard from my hometown in Milwaukee, DeAndre Trey Jefferson from Hamilton High School. Yes. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so that's that's my. Um, That's my contribution to the conversation this evening. Um, We want to thank you for joining us tonight.
3: Oh, there's no question. I I have one more question before we go. Okay. You came back a couple of years ago to play IU. What was it like walking into the visitor's locking room? And what was the ovation? I was there, but what was the ovation like when you came out? How did that make you feel?
4: It made me feel great. You know, it made me feel great because I haven't, Nothing but love for Bloomington, Indiana. I spent mm-hmm. the best of my years up there, ten years and I still all most of my close friends are up there and for the people to get my bad an ovation and the collab it just show, you know, the sense of appreciation that you didn't necessarily feel at times while he was up there. But it's still the best best thing that ever could have happened to us. Him to get the job up there and David the Lee of Indiana because I mean, maybe he wasn't ready for it, you know, at that time. Of course he wasn't ready for it. I, mean, I can't be ready for that you know. But it was awesome. It was awesome to me because I was living up there, I was going to school up there when there was divide in the state and all of that. Mm-hmm. It was just to get that just to get that feeling, the sense of freedom. I, I mean, I love it. I still come to Bloomington every year. You know, I still really? visit every year in April after my season, so I, I thought it was awesome. It was a little weird sitting on the other side, but I thought it was awesome. Yeah.
3: Well, we've got about a minute left. Any shout-out to any of your family and friends here that uh, you'd like to give?
4: Of course, Bloomington North. Love Bloomington North. Um, Doak Henry, Mr. Henry down there in Bloomington. He was like my dad growing up because I ate every night at his house. He was so nice to me. Um, the Warfields, of course. Um, the Duaneys, I mean... I know I'm forgetting some people, but they know I care about them and love them. Mm
3: -hmm. Indeed. Well, we want to thank Mike Davis, assistant coach at Texas Southern University, for joining us this evening to discuss his journey from college, well, from high school to college, to the coaching ranks. And we really look forward to this season and your future in coaching. I know your dad doesn't want to lose one of his top assistants, but uh, <laughs> I have a feeling that uh, there's going to be some head coaching jobs in your future very soon. So thanks, Mike, for uh, joining us, and uh, look forward, hopefully, to see you soon. And tell your brother, who shares a birthday with me, that I said once again, happy birthday.
2: Bye. Oh. <laughs> Uh, this is Bring It On, Indiana's only public affairs program dedicated to the African-American community here on WFHB 91.3 FM um, on your radio dial and live on the web at WFHB.org. Bring It On has an open submission policy, so if you have an idea for this program, let's hear it. Send an email directly to our volunteer staff. The address is bringiton at WFHB. .org. We want to make sure that we share everything and anything impacting the African American community with our listening audience in Bloomington and beyond. Once again, that email address is bringiton at wfhb.org. It's pledge time at WFHB, and we now hand things back off again uh, for some updates and inspiring reasons to give support to bring it on through your pledge to WFHB.
6: Well, if you weren't inspired to give based on that interview by our award-winning co-anchors, uh, I don't think anything's going to move you. But I will say that we are so pleased that we had a caller that called in. Uh, one of our renowned co-anchors, Beverly Callender Anderson, uh, pledged. And uh, one of the quotes she mentioned for giving us at WFHB's responsiveness to this community's needs is extraordinary. And just to dovetail on that, that is exactly right. Um, there are needs in the Bloomington community that WFHB and Bring it On seeks to meet. But one of the things that we, we have over the years sought to uh, address and to an, uh, promote and endorse are the uh, celebration of families events that have gone on in the black community, uh, such events as the African-American Read-In and the Men and Women of Color Leadership Conferences, Uh, Of course, on a central uh, state level, Indiana Black Expo, the summer celebration, Circle City Classic, we have always sought to promote, and as well as the Soul Food Festival and Juneteenth uh, celebrations in the city of Bloomington. And we have always, um, always sought to promote ourselves as Indiana's only weekly community radio show committed to exploring the people, issues, and events impacting the African-American community. And it's important to say Indiana's only. If there's another out there, we don't know about it. And we hope to say that we do it well. uh, And with your support, we can continue. Our phone lines aren't lit up right now. So I need uh, you to go to the phone, pick up the phone, and I'm going to help you dial. So if you have the phone in the palm of your hand, you just hit 812-323-1200 and make your voice and support known uh, to Community Radio. Uh, Cornelius, we just had a rather uh, engaging conversation uh... with mike davis jr i tell you he sounds just like his dad he, he really does
3: and and i tell you what he's really gonna go far because he has that passion also
6: uh... you were you were sort of uh, pronouncing uh... head coach uh... positions on this young man so uh, are you sort of prognosticating there or what
3: oh it, it's inevitable it, it it'll be i have seen in about three or four years uh... <laughs> if he wants to go to a smaller school to start off but oh yeah
6: that's that's his goal and uh... I look forward to watching him uh, achieve it. Roberta, your perspective on that conversation with Mike Davis?
2: Yeah, I I always enjoy talking to athletes who are a little um, shy and uh, and, and completely humble, and that's what really comes clear for me is that he's a humble guy, salt of the earth, um, and the things that people say about his dad and the legacy that he comes from, he, it, he presented himself in much the same way as the good things that people have always said about Mike Davis. So I, I, had, a, I had a good time <laughs> getting to know him just a little bit on the, on the line today.
6: You know, there's several cases why to support uh, uh, WFHB and in particular, Bring It On. Uh, I'll have you know that nearly 75% of WFHB programming is original and produced in-house. And it's a strategy uh, that has been used to meet the goal of reaching a di- diverse audience here in Bloomington. Original programming includes the show you're listening to now, Bring It On. We talk about, again, the issues and events and news updates for the African American community and much, much more. Eco Report, regional environmental and ecological news in South Central Indiana. Daily Local News, only half hour news show focusing on local and breaking news in South Central Indiana. Hola Bloomington, issues and events and news updates for the Spanish speaking population of South Central Indiana. Voices in the street, volunteers hit the streets of Bloomington to gather public opinion on issues that may be on the minds of local people. Everyday people highlighting available resources for older residents and people with disabilities. Blooming out issues and events and news updates for the LGBTQI community in South Central Indiana, and much, much more. Now's your opportunity to call and support uh the wonderful things that go on here at WFHB and uh in particular as you're listening to Bring It On Support, Bring It On. We've been at this now for twelve plus years, looking to go forward into the next decade or so. And uh if you'll join us as partners, uh, we promise not to let you down. One thing I would like to say before we sort of segue back uh to our programming. Uh, We've had some tremendous people over the years who've uh, supported and been a part of bringing on, I'm going to do something that sometimes you shouldn't do, but I'm going to list some names here. Many of these people, you know, from the community, Uh, some of these people are sort of the silent supporters in the background. Some have been the voice of this program, but starting with yours truly, Clarence Boone, Bev Smith, William Hosea, Jim Sims, Delia Alexander, Beverly Callender Anderson, Cornelius Ryder, who you're listening to tonight, Michael Nallan. Ken McNeil, Rashawn Joyner, Eric Love, uh, Terrell Curry, Jamil FM, Jim and Liz Mitchell, Thomas Doyle, Tyron, Tyren rather, Edinburgh, Colby Slagle, uh, Kevin Osborne, Dr. Lori Thompson, Dr. Lynn Young-Bolden, uh, Shahara Williams, Ryan Bruce, Chad Carruthers, January Jones, Dr. Amrita Myers, And of course, uh, Roberta Rodovich, who's seated in there tonight, Justin Crossley, uh, who's been a recent addition to the Bring It On family, Leo Rando, who started off as a segment producer with the Savvy Sister segment, and uh, many, many more. And again, you run into danger when you start listing names, but these people have just uh, had a compassion and a commitment to uh, supporting the message going out to South South Central Indiana for the African-American community. So again, I appeal to you, pick up your phone right now, uh, dial 812-323-1200. And thank you for your support for bringing on. Now we throw it back to Cornelius and Roberta in the broadcast booth.
3: And before we give a a shout out to our sponsors, I also wanted to shout out to a couple of our producers, Chris Martin and DeFloyd Hobson. our sponsors are Michael's Uptown Cafe and Lauren Wood Builders. And once again, we want to thank Rush Hour Station for that fantastic lunch. This is Bring It On, the People's Forum for Black Culture in South Central Indiana and beyond. To keep up with the local news and find out what's happening behind the scenes at WFHB, you're invited to like the WFHB Facebook page. Go to Facebook.com and search for WFHB. Or you can always visit the WFHB News website at W F H B. .org/news
2: It will soon be collegiate basketball season and in the first half hour we heard from Mike Davis Jr. Now we want to play excerpts from a previous interview we had with his father Mike Davis Sr. former head men's coach basketball coach with Indiana University who's currently the head coach at Texas Southern.
3: I might also add that Coach Davis was the first interview on our live debut of Bring It On on October 10th, 2005. This is a real testament to what your support of community radio can bring to reality. Here now are the former Bring It On co-anchors, Jim Sims and Delia Alexander, speaking with then-IU basketball coach Mike Davis.
0: on WFHB and we are pleased to have as a guest today is coach Mike Davis, uh, coach of the Indiana basketball Hoosiers men's team. Coach Davis, thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you for having me on. We're very glad that you are inaugural interview for our new program and hopefully um, we'll be able to bring some insightful and informative um, information to our community. First question we'd like to ask you coach, I'm sure most of the community people with through newspaper articles or seeing you on TV or what they've heard, may think they know Coach Mike Davis. Could you share with us in your own words, um, who is Mike Davis?
5: Um,
0: everybody
7: think they know me. <laughs> that's, 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 that's a great point. Uh, it's funny because sometimes you walk around and people walk up and start talking to you like they know you. Um, and in my position, I think people form an opinion about me <laughs> without knowing me. But if they knew me, um, I think they would know I'm a, I'm a quiet guy, uh, family, um, family person. Uh, I love sports. I love to watch sports. Um, uh, I love my quiet time at home. I'm um, probably what you can call a homebody, believe it or not. Um, but I'm always out on the circuit. But I'm only out when I have to be out uh, on demands. But other than that, I'd rather be at home just watching television and spending time with my family. How is the family? They're great. They're great. Um, I have two boys. Uh, one of my sons, Mike Jr., is going to school here this year at Indiana. So um, that's that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my 6-year-old is he's in the first grade, and he's doing well.
1: Um, can you talk a little bit about some of the things that you do to ensure that you have enough quality time with your family? Well, the
7: first thing I do is... Um, We never practice on Sundays, Mm -hmm. and I try to make that day a family day. Uh, We try to do an 8 o'clock church service, and I come home, and we spend some time together doing that. Um, I hardly ever go out and eat, so I'm not not the kind of guy that you'll see out with with his family eating at a a local restaurant anything like Mm -hmm. that. But um, my practice, when we do practice, my family comes to practice Mm -hmm. um, when they get a chance uh, every day. But if they don't come, I'm I'm upset about it. And um, when when I'm home, I'm home.
0: I don't focus on anything else but my family. You alluded to um, church services on Sunday morning and Mm -hmm. not practicing on Sundays. And I kind of have a two-part question for you. Um, First, for the casual observer, it would appear that you are a very religious and spiritual person. Um, Can you share with us how the spiritual experience has impacted your life outside of church? Well, I
7: grew up. Um, my grandfather was a preacher, so I grew up in the church. And uh, it's just been a part of my life, all my life. And I think once it's a part of your life, you believe in um, uh, certain things. And uh, I believe if you treat people right and do right do right by them, good things will are, are come to you. And I also know as a Christian that you're going to go through some things. And I think sometimes people confuse being a Christian without ever experiencing any tough times and so um this job is is, is a challenge sometimes <laughs> but uh it's a part of it and i grew up um, doing some tough circumstances and so that's why i can handle the situation that i'm in now and i think sometimes when you just share certain stories when i go speak to different groups i just share certain stories and there's always someone out there in the crowd that can relate to what you're talking about. It's kind of like when you go to church on Sunday and, and you've done something the preacher starts talking about it and you think he's talking to you. So um, mm-hmm. that's been my
0: my biggest thing, I think, is just sharing some of my life experience with uh, people. Thank you, and personally, I think that deserves an amen. <laughs> um, another part of the question, um, being that you're a, a high-profile figure, and I think we all can agree on that, um, how do you avoid compromising your Christian beliefs um, when you're out on the road and um, having to deal with maybe other non-believers or people who may not think that you're as sincere? Well, I don't really think about whether they believe me or not um,
7: because I just I just try to do the best I can do. And uh, the one thing I do know about being a Christian that you're not going to be perfect. And uh, if I can forgive myself um, for what I've done, um, through prayer um uh, I'm okay and i think the one thing we 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 put ourselves in, in in danger is when we try to let man forgive us and, and 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 judge us so um i don't throw my my beliefs on anyone i believe what i believe and um uh, i I feel strongly about it and so uh, there are certain things that I, that i won't compromise on and um and so i just Try to walk right, but it's tough, it's tough, especially in in my (laughs) position, you know, sometimes you just want to jump off the roof sometimes and take somebody with you, but (laughs) 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 no, I'm just joking about that, but uh, uh, I, I don't try to put it off on people, I just believe what I believe and that's just the way I am.
1: I'm wondering if you can talk to us a little bit about some of the heroes and heroines or influences that you've had in your life that sort of helped you become the person that you are today.
7: I just think um, a lot of a lot of our heroes are probably our parents if mm-hmm. they're strong people, mm-hmm. and my mother was a strong lady when she was a strong lady, mm-hmm. and my grandfather was definitely a strong man, and so um, growing up, um, they had the influence on my life, and. My grandfather was like an old-fashioned Baptist preacher. Mm-hmm. You know, you couldn't watch certain shows in his house. You couldn't play cards in his house. Mm-hmm. You couldn't play or do anything on Sunday. So um, uh, even though as, as I grew older, I kind of got away from it a little bit, but it was always in the back of my mind. I always think about him, you know, not playing ball on Sunday and not, mm-hmm. you know, playing, doing this, just this, this doing certain things. And, and so um, that really helped me out, I think, Um to be, to be a strong person and, and have a conscience. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when you have a conscience, even though you may do something um, that's not right, you do think about it and, and go back and, and, and try to change. So my mom, is she's a real forgiving person. And um, I think that's really helped me in this position I have now uh, because uh, everyone loves Indiana basketball. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'm able to, through criticism, just just kind of brush it off and and not really think about it.
0: Okay. We are at WFHB radio and we're happy to be speaking with coach Mike Davis this morning. Um, Delia Alexander is a co-host and I am the other host, Jim Sims Uh, coach Davis. If you could share with us, um, can you talk with us about some of your greatest challenges as well as some of your greatest successes? Um,
6: Wow, I tell you, we're sitting in here just amazed that almost, let me see, 12 years to the day. That was October 10th of 2005. Here it is, October 9th of 2017. And uh, you, you may hear references to uh, thanks for joining us this morning. Uh, back then, we were thoroughly at the mercy of our guests. And, and if that meant we had to come in at odd hours to accommodate their schedule, hey, we would do it. Uh, someone like uh, Coach Mike Davis—that uh, what a what a tremendous way to, to launch our program. So I don't know how early it, it was. I think we brought bagels in. I'm not sure, but uh, we definitely had a, a wonderful conversation with the former head men's basketball coach of Indiana University, and, and what an insight into his personal life. As he said, he's—I've always known him to be a private individual, but for him to open up the way he uh, hey, he did on that day uh, to talk about his family values that you hear it just coming across the air. Uh, the people that uh, meant a lot to him as he was growing up. And so too, we, here we are talking about our values here, bringing on and, and all the people that have poured into this particular broadcast and have made it what it is. Uh, it's because of your support. It's because of your, um, uh, just endorsement over the years that we have taken, um, Taken challenges, we've taken risks and uh, we've conquered a lot of things, and we've discussed a lot of things that we hope, and from all all accounts, have been beneficial to the community. Now here we are. Uh, we do this a couple times a year, and it's a fun drive. and And thank you for not choosing this as a time to maybe tune away from WFHB, but rather to listen and to decide for yourself. Uh, you know, I endorse what's going on. I want to support it. So you uh, pick up the phone, and you can give safely, securely um to our representatives who are on the other line uh, they're here to uh, take your pledges and they do it with a smile and they do it uh, appreciatively as you support community radio this what a noble experiment in the city of bloomington uh, that has now gone beyond just its infancy to something that is uh, that has longevity and sustainability and bringing on is so much like that as well uh we were all sort of green uh, back there and uh uh, we, we just were learning as we were going, but we had a belief that this could be a voice for the community. You can help us today. Uh, you can pick up the phone 812-323-1200 and call the former fire station here in the center of Bloomington and, uh, make your pledge or make your outright gift, uh, to bring it on. Cornelius, uh, you've been listening to the father now and all his, uh, Uh, his philosophy and there's another part to this but from what you've heard thus far what are your thoughts?
3: Well it just brings back a lot of fond memories Um, as you remember that was a an exciting exciting and interesting time here in Bloomington especially at Indiana University. I I was blessed uh, that my job at the time was I would have to get autographed balls signed for the different alumni around the country so, I was able to go over to practice as, as Mike would sign balls, blow the whistle, and do five or six different things at the same time. And I was blessed to be able to sit there and watch that and get paid. So, <laughs> I, I, I have a lot of fond memories. But, uh, you know, our sons graduated from North together. So, I, I had a lot of, I can remember a lot of the family times also. So, it, it brings back a lot of good memories listening to Delia and uh, our newest city councilman, uh, Jim Sims. Uh, wow, time has really flown.
6: You know, I like to think that his involvement with bringing on is what, and I'll stop right there. <laughs> Roberta, what, what are your observations <laughs> of, uh, of what you've been hearing thus far?
2: Well, I, I think tonight's show is emblematic of the many, 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 many shows that I've listened to as a listener, but then also the shows that I've participated in as a contributor. And it's just the diversity of perspective. It's the getting to know people on a more intimate level. You know, uh, Coach Coach Davis is an icon for somebody like me who did not grow up in Indiana. I don't know very much about basketball, but I know all about Bobby Knight and I know all about um, the first African-American uh, coach, head coach at Indiana University. So just getting, having this platform where we get to get to know people on our own terms and get to hear what drives them, what motivates them. And and, and like I said a little bit earlier, what a treat to get to uh, talk to Coach Mike Davis Jr. <laughs> and then sort of compare apples to apples. Um, he has that same laid back, humble quietness that his dad um, had. And, you know, what what a seed must have been planted in the young men that were um, coach slash mentored um, by both of these individuals. So mm-hmm. right here at WFHB, we, we, we get to hear a little bit about some good people who um, a mentor once told me that it's not what you gather, it's what you scatter. And uh, these two men uh, represent that, that quite well to me.
6: And to our listening uh, public out there it's uh, you've been gathering a lot from us over the years uh 12 plus years to be exact and you're hearing our debut live show uh recording of that now it's time for you to scatter and to sew back into uh bring on uh we had the pleasure as uh, roberta and uh, Cornelius have said to interview the first african-american basketball coach men's basketball coach at iu we also had the golden opportunity to interview the first African American woman basketball coach at Indiana University and the first African American president of Indiana University. And uh, what a delight all three of those encounters were. They were three of uh, many, many, many fascinating persons that we've had the opportunity to speak with both locally, regionally, and nationally. And uh, as I always like to say sometimes, the best is yet to come. So help us to create the very best for you. Pick up that phone, 812-323-1200, and make your pledge today to WFHB and to bring it on. Now we're going to throw it back for the second part of this interview as time is sort of getting away in the evening. And uh, here now is uh, the continuation of an interview with Jim Sims and Delia Alexander on October the 10th, 2005 with then- Men's Head Basketball Coach Mike Davis. I'm, I'm a paranoid person.
7: <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, and I think I developed that through this job. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just for an example of me coming here today, it was... I wanted to do it and probably been meaning to do it for a while, but just probably not about um, what would be asked and, and and what would be said. So that's probably my biggest challenge. You, you just you never know who's who. Um, uh, uh, people walk up to you and they're very nice to you when they walk up to you, but you never know, as they say, uh, you never know who's on your team. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes uh, people look at me as being the enemy, um, through basketball. And so um since I'm that person that they could criticize and, 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 and dislike at certain times that I'm the enemy but really I'm not and I'm I'm really paranoid uh when it when it <laughs> comes to people. Um I trust very few people. Um and whether it's good or bad, I, 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 I that's just the way I am. I am who I am and uh um but uh that's one of my challenges that i have to overcome you know i I give people an opportunity i do but i'm real paranoid about you know what's what and 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 what's their angle and um on every situation i've never been that way before until the last six (laughs) years so uh, that's one challenge i have Um, my success is uh you know, in this profession, it, it, it goes and comes and people forget <laughs> yes. them quickly. So um, I don't even really think about anything I've done well until um, someone brings it up. And that's something that makes me feel good when I hear things like that. But at the same time, uh, it's like a constant war every day. So I just try to focus on on staying focused.
1: And what about away from basketball?
7: Uh, my biggest challenge away from basketball um, um, is probably, uh, believe it or not, it's just public speaking. I hate to speak <laughs> in public. I hate, I hate uh-huh. doing that. It's like, uh, I'd rather walk a mile in the cold than <laughs> than, than do certain things. And uh, I really don't like to fly. Um, I'm a person that would drive 12, 13 hours um, instead of flying an hour and a half or two hours. Um, when I have to fly, I will, and that's with the team, but normally I drive and and that's a challenge of mine. Just getting in the plane and getting in the air, and that fifteen minutes of bumping is like <laughs> two hours for me. So uh, that's when I feel just most vulnerable. This, you know, with just I don't I don't feel comfortable doing it. And, and so that's one thing that away from basketball, that I really just
0: get in my car and drive fourteen hours, and people think I'm crazy when I do it, but I do it.
5: <laughs>
0: um, um one of the things um and, and you've mentioned that during your downtime you like to watch television and mm-hmm. spend time um, um with your children particularly twan if i can say that mm-hmm. um what are some of the other things or some of your favorite things that you like to do with downtown or your downtime that's um, it that's it i'm i'm, I'm not a. um uh, I'm, I'm one of those guys Just like i
7: love to laugh i do i, I love comedy. Um, uh, I like to watch shows that's funny. Um, I think I'm funny around the house, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I love comedy. I love to laugh, and it takes my mind off everything. I think when you have a good laugh, it just kind of frees you from whatever stress or pressure that you are under. Uh, but that's it, me I'm just I'm a homebody guy. That's just, that's I'm just who I am, and. Um, I'm I'm a very quiet person uh, out but at home I, I talk a lot I talk all the time and so uh, um I don't I don't think people know that about me I I love to laugh and I love to talk at home and just spend time with not necessarily my family all the time but just spend time at home
1: What um strategies or other things that do you use to uh encourage a strong bond or good rapport with um students and basketball players? Well,
7: uh, it's all through this conversation, just talking. Um, I try to uh, talk to my boys about life every every day and how to mm-hmm. treat people because you never know. Mm-hmm. Uh, just for an example, I played uh, in Europe 23 years ago. And so I played for a coach that was very demanding. Uh, I was the first American Player that ever play for him because mm-hmm. uh, he believed in working hard and playing hard, and so um, I played hard for him. I worked hard for him, and 23 years later, he calls me and he has a player mm-hmm. that he thinks is very good, and he wants to play to play for me because he thinks I, I was I was I was a very good person when I played for him, mm-hmm. and uh, so I got a chance to sign a really good basketball player for our basketball team this year. And the point that I'm making behind that is you never know um who would help you later in life mm-hmm. and if you treat people right and if you do the right things by them, um um you may not get anything good back in return. That's not why you do it, but um it just i it it, it, it it tells you a lot about uh this guy gave me a really good player because I was I worked hard for him and I was I did all the right things by him. And when the player told me everything he said about me, I couldn't rewind Mm it 23 years ago. And it just made me really think and it really ensured me that, you know, if
0: you carry yourself right, you do the right things by people that – to help you. Again, we're on WFHB radio, and we're talking with Coach Mike Davis today. Again, I'm Jim Sims, along with Delia Alexander as your host. Coach Davis, one more question that I have for you. This radio program is focused on the African-American community here in Bloomington and South Central Indiana. And, of course, it, it will increase dialogue with other cultures as well but from our specific target is there any special advice or, or, or anything specifically to the african american community that you would like to share with us today
7: well i just think uh there's so many things you know many to, <laughs> uh, to that topic that you can share um i just think um um through my experience says um um you just need to have a plan no matter what walk of life you're in just to have a plan have a routine that um that you can follow every day and just focus on that and focus on having a good heart and focus on doing the right things and i've really experienced a lot here over the last 5 6 years and um i can i can tell you that um uh, no matter what position you're in um uh, no matter what position you think you're in um, is all about helping people and doing the right things. And the things that I've learned through this experience is never focus on yourself. And when you focus on yourself, you lose sight of what you're trying to do. Uh, and that's really to help other people.
1: Is there anything that you'd like to add that some, that folks never ask you and you wish someone would ask? No one
7: ever asked about my wife.
5: <laughs>
7: no one. I mean, even when we play games, you mm-hmm. You never see her on TV, and no one ever talks about her. But um, she's been unbelievable through this whole ordeal. Mm. This is this has been really, really. Uh, she's been really good, mm. and um, you, you can put yourself in her position. And no one ever talks about her or even asks about her or even they probably don't know her name mm-hmm. they knew mm-hmm. they couldn't pronounce it So, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh, Tamilia is 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 her name and uh, she's been really great through this whole ordeal.
1: Excellent. Well I'm glad that you paid tribute and I'm glad mm-hmm. that it's out there. Um, we really thank you for coming in today and for talking with us will you come in and speak with us again if time permits?
7: Well I tell you now I will <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you'd asked me this before I was like well I'm paranoid I don't know what's the questions you're gonna ask, but uh, mm-hmm. I do want to be part of the community. I do, and I do want to help African American people, not from a selfish standpoint, but that's I and mean, that's who I am. And um, um, someone listening going to this definitely gonna take that the wrong way. Uh, everything I say, they take the wrong way. But mm-hmm. um, um, you know, your heroes, are people that look like you and um, there's just reality Mm that's just the way it is
1: well we really appreciate it we're so happy that you're here I am Delia Alexander here with Jim Sims and we've been talking with Coach Mike Davis of Indiana University Basketball uh, and
3: this is Bring It On at WFHB We want to thank Mike Davis Jr. Assistant Coach at Texas Southern University for joining us this evening to discuss his journey from high school to college to the coaching ranks
2: our show's executive producer is Clarence Boone, with help from WFHB News Department Director, Wes Martin. Our board engineering team consists of Karsten, Peyton, and Jennifer Brooks. Our original theme music was created by Jamil Effiam, with additional background tracks by none other but the David Baker. For WFHB, I'm Roberta Radovich.
3: And I'm Cornelius Wright. Thanks for your donations to WFHB and to Bring It On. And a special thanks to our co-host, William Hosea, for his donation this evening. Tune in next week on Monday, October 16th at 6 p.m. for another exciting Bring It On broadcast right here on your community radio station, WFHB.